Synchronize your barrels and welcome to episode 36 of the Fetch Everyone weekly podcast. That's where the intro music goes. FetchEveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers and literally everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind a paywall. We don't do that. It's all free for everyone. Come in and enjoy the facilities everyone and this podcast is sponsored by ron hill specials um they've sent exciting news under my desk is a box of fetch vests which i hope to be getting to the post office today if my sticky labels turn up i really hope they are uh so ron hill specials they're sponsoring the podcast they're a great company to uh, make all your bespoke kit and um, hopefully the the vests will will be making some people happy. And the shirts are arriving midweek, so I'll get those out ASAP as well. So thank you, everybody, for being patient with those. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your listening app of choice and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast to let us know what you think about literally anything as well. This week is a pretty short one because we both got a, a bit of stuff to get on with. Me posting, Katie, literally everything else. I'm going to not not say literally any more times in this podcast and introduce you to my lovely Katie. Hello, Katie. Hello. Where are you? I'm, I'm here in Bedford. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can tell by the sound quality, but we're recording this one over Skype because I am not in Bedford. I am in Nottinghamshire with uh, my boy until the end of today, and then I'll be reunited with my lovely Katie. So, um, yeah, so sending you a virtual hug across thank the you. Skype airwaves. Thank you, uh, sending one back. Oh, thank you. Uh, so you were out, you've been out running this morning. Are you counting sure. that in... Um, this week's training or last week's training? Oh, it's definitely this week's training. Yeah. Um, I decided to kick off this week's training like on the beer of the bang because um, last week I didn't fit in three runs. Um, yeah. I only got two in. One of them was a longish one, so it was a six, a six mile, so that was good. But I've had a busy sort of week in terms of other stuff I suppose you'd say we had a day out completely out and then Saturday morning which is usually a, a run was actually um volunteering um at park run so I was run director at Bedford this week so I couldn't do that um and then yesterday um I just did not have the energy to do a run I did a swim but there was just not enough energy to do both so it's weird not being able to see you I'm I'm struggling to know when to speak I know. I get the feeling we're going to be interrupting each other quite a bit, aren't we? Because yeah. like, normally you can raise a hand or like gesticulate. Yes. I like a good bit of gesticulation. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and we did the six miles together, didn't we, on Tuesday, I think that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, that and was then... good. I needed a wee on, the, on that run, didn't I? I ran around the block a couple of times while you did that, so I got a little bit, a little bit more than you. Yeah. Um, so it was like a mini self transcendence because I did that little um, loop that I did thirty two times before I injured my calf. Mm. Um, and then <laughs> I, I went out the following day because uh, Thursday was out of the question because we were getting up at five a.m. to drive 
uh, to the other side of the country. So I went out on Wednesday as well and thought, right, okay, I'll just do my 5.5. That's the new three. And I literally got, oh, God, there I go again. I'm sorry. I've been with my boy. He says literally a lot when he's telling stories. Mm. Um, you literally cannot help it. So mm. I got to the furthest point of my run, 2.75 miles all the way to Great Denham. I thought, right, I'm going to turn around now and just run back. Everything's feeling good. I saw this lovely greeny, yellowy woodpecker just flying up from the ground into the trees just ahead of me. Mm. And I thought... Did he speak to you? If he did, he would have said, Ian, you're about to have something <laughs> weird happen to your calf. And he was right, or she, I don't know. We didn't have a chance to get acquainted. Um, and so I just felt this kind of weird feeling in my calf, not like a a ping or, or a twang or uh, any kind of sudden thing but more of a sort of a like ooh something's happening so I stopped at my halfway point and had a little stretch and turned around and started walking back the other way and it just felt weird is all I can say and, and it wasn't just in the calf although the calf was definitely like the epicenter but it felt like my whole right leg was going ooh like that that's yeah. the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. So I, walk, I walked for about a quarter of a mile just to sort of see if, if it would all fade away. And it kind of did to a point. So I had a gentle little trot. First of all, I did some hopping up and down. I did some heel raises just to see where I was at with pain and all that stuff. Um, and then I sort of had a gentle little trot home then. Okay. Um, but then... For the rest of that day, then it was clearly really quite sore, but it wasn't quite as hair flick as when it went ping a, a few months ago, but it was definitely complaining at me. So mm. luckily then, I suppose, we had a couple of days of rest, so I didn't run again then till Sunday, um, and by which time it was feeling pretty much okay. I'd sort of almost forgotten about it. So I went out really early while the boy was still kipping and did three miles with a good bit of walking in that just to test out where it is and touch wood. It was okay. I didn't, I, you know, it's one of those things where you can't really forget about it because it's something's just happened to it. So I was conscious of it, but it didn't really complain at all on, on the run. Good. So that was a bit of a relief and hopefully with another couple of rest days now, it'll be back to where it needs to be but I just so my my mileage wasn't quite where I wanted it to be well we all have weeks like that when things just sort of come along and interrupt us don't we and we have to listen to that and 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 do what's right really um I think I'm going to have to have one of those this week with swimming because last week I did quite a lot and um over the weekend, I did a Saturday morning pool swim with the Harriers, which is always a bit like you have to push yourself quite hard. I'm beginning to wonder whether it, it really suits me, that session, because yeah. my shoulder is not happy and um, I need to get volume in over this next year because um, that's the other thing I've done this week is to enter a big event for next year, which is the Coniston Chill Swim which is a 5.25 mile swim next September. 
and um, I, I need to get my volume done. And I think because I tend to break down on speed work, I might have to just be a little bit cautious about that. And the Harrier sessions just tend to have quite a lot of speed in them. And um, because, you know, they're training triathletes for shorter distances. And um, because you're in a lane with, say, four or five other people, and, you know, you can't have everyone who, you know, is exactly the same speed. Often you're in, in the lane with people that are quicker than you. And so in order to not mess up the, the lane dynamics, you have to kind of really push yourself quite hard. So I don't know. I think I'm going to have to monitor that one um, and just be a little bit cautious about maybe how many I go to. Yeah. It feels like the the swimming speed work that you do is the sort of – similar to intervals in terms of the intensity and the amount of time that each effort is taking whereas there doesn't seem to be an in-between where you go out and do a swim and you try and just do some quicker miles in the middle of it or I say miles but some a quicker portion in the middle of it more like a sort of threshold run which might be more suited to giving you some pace but without the all the extra sort of stress on your body. So what do you, what do you think? Well, it was, it was funny that you mentioned that because um, I was reading an article this morning about CSS again and um, reading about the, you know, doing your CSS test. And in that, I think last time we talked about this, we were a bit kind of unclear about the recovery time um, that you should have. And in this article, it was suggesting 10 to 15 minutes of recovery between the 400 and the 200. Yeah. Um, but the other thing it was saying in this was that for distance swimmers, people who are you know, not going to be doing any kind of intermediate sort of distances, but really going long, you really need to look at doing longer intervals, which makes complete sense. But adding um, time to the CSS, so you wouldn't be on the, which of course is is makes perfect sense but you wouldn't be doing 400 meter reps at the same speed as you would be doing 100 meter reps previously when I've been given coached sessions I've been given coached sessions to do my 400s as quick as I would be doing my shorter intervals in swimming which I've always felt a bit kind of like why is that but reading this article it was definitely suggesting that you add some seconds on to each length yeah so I'm going to look at that. That's one thing I want to look at really with that because I don't want to be, there's no sense in me doing the sort of training that is for between 750 and 1500 meters swimming for a triathlon. <laughs> That's not what, yeah. I'm, what I'm really aiming at. So. Yeah, you've got, you've got to get pretty specific to do a, yeah. a five miles, you really. Yeah. So I think, I think I'm going to have a real rethink about that and also Saturday swimming doesn't necessarily fit with with the rest of my my swim training so yeah having a having a little think about that one um but coniston is very exciting and um at the moment the thing that's on my mind a lot is being acclimatized to the cold because it's a 16 degree swim um and you're in that water well i'm thinking i'll be in that water for probably three and a half hours so yeah dealing with how you're feeling is yeah um so I did a a lake swim yesterday in 16 degrees and I did um I I did about 40 minutes in my wetsuit and then I got out whipped my wetsuit off 
and popped back in and did a little bit of paddling about just being in the water and it felt fine actually and I, I think I probably actually the swim session was coming to an end or I think I would have done a bit more swimming um but yeah so all, all good yeah in interview so j- just as a sort of a, a vague understanding of where you are with what your training is going to look like yeah um we're in September now so we're sort of autumn equinox let's go ahead to like spring so like end of March Mm. where do you want to be with your distance then so with six months to go yeah where you want to be at I think it would be fine to actually be at a similar point to this year in terms of um, at the sort of pre-swoosh level of swimming so around about 3k um, will be fine I think Um, so two and a what is that 3k two and a bit miles um 1.8 i think 1.8 miles is it okay um yeah i think it i think if i've managed to get a really nice base in the pool and stayed maybe um doing a little bit of outdoor dipping through that time that'll be fine and then it's going to be from april i'm going to need to get into the open water nice and early and start to build my distance once a week. I think I'll do a longish swim and and just build through. The difficulty is going to be finding cold enough water to train in. Maybe we could stick some ice cubes down the back of your swimming costume before you set out. I have this vague plan that I will still go to Bantham, whether I'm swimming it or not, and volunteer. And while I'm there, do some swimming in the nice cold estuary. But I don't know. That's a a vague plan at the moment. I don't know if it fits with life. That sounds doable. And I know you've, you've made your first foray into the river already this week yeah we had a little dip on Wednesday evening it was very pleasant it's not really cold yet so it's all very easy and relaxed after then rushing into clothes and pouring hot drinks down your neck it's all sort of quite chilled but I'm imagining that that's gonna come along in sort of November time we'll be starting to get to the point where we need to be, be a bit more careful I imagine so we'll keep yeah. it going and see how we get on and and sort of hope for a similar kind of winter from as last year yeah it was definitely a, a, a sort of quite a, a fun and important ritual for you mm. well it was good, it was good brain medicine it kept yeah. my brain happy through the winter so tell us about your cricket then because we've gone on about my swimming okay well technically that's this week's training as well but I, I've just been this morning dropped the boy off at school at about 25 past eight. Um, and right near his school is a big park called West Park. And there are some outdoor cricket nets there. They're always pretty much always completely empty and abandoned. Um, so I took a cricket ball and went and spent about 20 minutes in the net, just bowling into it and then running and getting the ball and bowling again. Um, and I clocked up about 4,000 steps doing that, just to give you an idea of how many times I did it. If I had to guess, I'd say about, I bowled about 100 balls. Um, and it was just a reminder, really, of how bad I am at, at bowling. Um, to give you an example, um, you know when you watch it on the TV, the yeah. bowler bowls the ball, it mm-hmm. bounces on the pitch, and the wicketkeeper catches it. That's mm-hmm unless the batsman's got in the way. Yeah. That's sort of, you know, and, and the ball always lands within about, within a metre of the same spot all the time. Um, and that's, you know, that's the majority of, of everything that you see. 
Um, but one of the balls I bowled, it bounced, and I was the one who caught it. <laughs> I managed to like to bowl it straight down at my own feet. Oh dear! And and it sort of came bouncing straight back up at me. So I managed to catch it before it hit me in the face. Um, so that was a positive. Um, but that action of your your hand comes over the top and you let the ball go towards the batsman. There is like the, there's a difference of like inches in terms of where your hand position is um, that can have a major effect on on where that ball bounces and and the skill of the the people in international cricket is quite phenomenal. But the lack of skill in my ability to to throw that ball and get it to land on the green bit is is quite <laughs> quite astounding as well. So um, it has been about 15 years since I've done any of that. So I'm hoping to get a little bit better, but I wasn't especially good at it back then either. Um, but I enjoyed it. I was sort of talking to myself a little bit and, and trying to find ways to make little improvements. So um, it was fun. So this week I've also been trying to recruit some local Bedford people to go and have a cricket net. Um, so an indoor uh, net in a sports hall where uh, a bunch of you turn up, one of you takes a turn at batting and everybody else takes turns at bowling at that batsman. Uh, and then you swap over and you do that for an hour. Um, and it's what cricketers do when they're in the off season. Um, so I'm trying to get a bunch of people together and it's been interesting because so far I've found um, lots of the people who've come forward are like me. They haven't played for years and years, but they're interested in seeing you know, if they can get back into it. So um, I'm not imagining that my involvement will go much beyond trying to go to this weekly net thing that I'm hoping to sort out. Um, but if it helps some of them to get to like starting joining local teams or whatever, that would be just amazing. Um, so we've got 16 people in the group so far. Um, we've got 14 men and two ladies. So that that as well is is a good thing because um, in all my previous Nets experience, there were never any um, ladies there. It was always just men and swearing and jock straps and everything. So seeing the uh, a bit more diversity is fabulous and I really hope that part of it works out and, and I'm sure it will and one lady sounds like she might be better than all of us so could be good um, so I'm hoping to start that nets in the, the start of October excellent that sounds fun yeah well I, I hope it will be I think my, my preference is batting um, I think I'm I'm definitely a better batsman than I am a bowler but I couldn't be a worse a bowler really at the moment um, yeah Perhaps it will come. Perhaps it'll all click back together again. It's such a difficult thing to to get right, and then but once you get into the into some sort of a groove, it's a bit better. But I could talk about cricket all day, but I probably shouldn't, should I? No, stop now. Okay, right. <laughs> talk about poo now. Talk about poo. Well, last week we asked you if you could spot the the poo breaks in our previous um, uh, podcast. And no one admitted to it, um, but I don't know whether or not they're all being kind or not. But there was one comment from Happy G that I was interested in. He said um, he'd had the lesser evil happen during a marathon. And I'm trying to work out what the lesser evil is. 
Um, Honestly, so, can you not work that out? I'm, I'm, I'm really confused about why you don't know what that is. Well, because here are the two things that I thought that it could be. Okay. okay either it's some sort of diarrhea that isn't sort of causing a full-on stop to have a poo. Oh, is that a lesser evil? Because it, it wouldn't slow you down. Oh, my gosh. It's not lesser, though, is it? Yeah, but if it, if, it, if it wasn't a lot of it, you could possibly sort of either have not noticed it at the time or decided to ignore it if you were, like, four miles away from a fantastic time. Okay. Um, or he could have, like, really needed a wee and decided to, like, wee down his leg or something like that or stop for a wee or I just, I don't know what. So... Well, he hasn't stopped. So in his comment, he says the lesser evil has happened and he didn't stop. And from what I know, from speaking to other very competitive people who don't want to stop for a wee, what what happens is exactly what you've just said. They just pee. Yeah. Pee whilst running, which I think I'd find very, very difficult, but I've never tried it, so I don't know. It's hard enough when swimming, so... Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> You don't pee in swimming pools, do you? No, you certainly not. No, nor in wetsuits. No, I, I, I practice at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no. slightly worrying, but probably that, that's more. Just, that's yeah. just a rumour. Okay. Yes, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Okay, just, all right. You, if you Happy wee. could confirm. I'm pretty sure it is just weeing down his leg. I really don't think that anyone would think that having diarrhoea whilst running would be the lesser evil. There's that really awful picture that uh, often gets, well, not often, gets shared sometimes. Yeah. Uh, that that runner with a, a lot of uh, issues yes. along those lines. But, um, yeah. It happens. Yeah. It's really unpleasant. And I think it can't ever be described as being the lesser of having to stop in a toilet and go. So. Yeah. Okay. I think we should just thank our lucky stars. Should we give on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Running mum of three boys, <laughs> change the subject, mm. is putting together her 10 running picks and uh, she said she's going to stick them in a blog. I don't think the blog's uh, popped up yet, but the pictures have started to appear in the gallery. Um, so that would be nice to see that all come together with a little bit of a, a backstory. And I keep yeah. thinking I should try and do mine as well. I know, I did start looking, but... Um... Yeah, and then something else happened. Well, anyway, we'll look forward to seeing that, and hopefully yeah. it'll, it'll come up this week at some point. Yeah. Um, site features, and I made a change to a page this week, and I made it at about sort of 20 past five, and I normally clock off at about half past five to go and uh, have my tea, and I should really never, ever make changes and then walk away because... Uh, there are people go, a bunch of people going, what have you done? It's not working the way I like it to work anymore. So if you go to the people page, it used to show all of your buddies and all of their mileage and their most recent training and their next race and everything like that. It's still the same kind of page, but I've separated it out because that list that you see on the main page now is the people that you have chosen to follow rather than your buddy list. Um, and there's an important distinction between people you're following and people who you are buddies with. And I'm just trying to make sure that that becomes consistent across the site. 
So when you follow someone, it's because you're interested in the stuff that they're doing, whether that's blogs, training, whatever. That's what that's about. It's it's you saying, I'm interested to watch what this person's doing in the nicest possible way. Um, whereas if you add someone as a buddy, what you're saying there is, I'm giving this buddy permission to see a bit more of what I'm doing. So um, buddies only blogs, um, or you could be restricting your training so that only buddies could see it. So following is interest in someone else, and buddying is allowing someone else into your kind of inner circle of, of data sharing. So the old page wasn't really sort of matching up with that system. So I, I really needed to change it to make sure that we weren't sort of exposing stuff that was buddies only that shouldn't be shown. Do you see what I mean? So I'm, I'm just trying to separate those two out. So a lot of people will need to, who use the buddy list as a way of following other people will just need to go and find the user profiles of the people that they're interested in and press that follow button. Um, and I appreciate that the following system itself is not totally 100% consistent and that needs a little bit of tidying up as well. But so does the whole of the site. Um, the, we're never going to get to the point where everything is exactly how I want it. That's that's just a fact. Um, mm. But I just wanted to explain why that all came about. So does that make sense to you? Because that's a good... It does. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And yeah, just the uh, sort of related to this is the feature requests. So if you go to the um, the help uh, link at the very top of the page, or it's a question mark in a circle um, on the mobile site, and go to propose uh, propose a new feature. I think it's called. I'm just going to go and have a quick look. Um, uh, yeah, it's propose an improvement. There's a big green button on that on that help page, and we're, we've now got to the point where we've got over 300 different suggested improvements. Um, so that gives you an idea of, of all the different things that people are asking for around the site in different nooks and crannies, asking for little improvements here and there. But you can also go through them and vote for the ones that you think would make good improvements to the site and vote against the ones that you think, oh, no, that would be terrible. And if you don't really care either way, you can just vote meh in the middle. Um, and then you get rid of the, the annoying bit at the top that says you've still got this many features to vote for. Um, so it's really helpful for me because I can see that if something is incredibly popular, then it's a quick win to try and make that happen and, and make a lot of people happy. So um, it, it really is a, a useful thing for me. And hopefully, if you've proposed something in the past, then seeing it come to fruition, hopefully that feels nice as well. So um, again, that's just something I wanted to bring up. So uh, forum favorites and blog favorites, I've picked out a thread for this week, and it is the kit for sale slash free thread. And there, are, so far, there are lots of people on that thread saying, this is a great idea. Thank you for making this thread. But no one's actually offered anything for sale or for free yet. So um, if you've got anything that you'd like to give away or sell, then bung it on that thread and, and give it a follow as well for when other stuff comes up. And Katie, you wanted to mention a blog? Yeah, I was just going to mention Ness's blog. Um, she had a very strange thing happen. Um, and if anyone knows the what 
Um, call me a taxi is as a euphemism. Please let us know because we're suspicious or Ness is suspicious that something else was really being asked, but we don't really know. But anyway, interesting blog because something a little bit surreal happened on her run. And so it led us to talk about maybe other things that sometimes happen that, that are a little bit unusual on our running. You were talking about something, weren't you? Yeah. So this is quite about 10 years ago. Um, and I was just going out for my regulation trot and um, I was about three quarters of a mile in and my mind was really starting to wander and sort of lost track of what I was doing. And I thought to myself, I must get out for a run later. And I thought, oh, hang on, I'm currently running. <laughs> and it just, yeah. it was such a weird loop that, um, yeah but that's my most surreal moment mostly it's having things thrown at me uh, although thankfully that doesn't happen very often and you've got one haven't you or something that happened to you what well I that? had a slightly surreal thing happen to me today I took a different route um I went out along the Willington track which is route 51 for a while and then there's this there's this sort of relatively newish cut through which is about half a mile long which takes you from from one track down to the riverside track um and I did that today and as I was just coming around the corner onto back onto the, the sort of main Willington loop this deer was just standing on the path and it was a little muntjac deer um with that proper black sort of v on its forehead and it was just so sweet and it was actually quite calm so every time I've ever seen a deer in the past it you know they kind of shoot off really quickly into the bushes and this one was actually quite slow and um when I talked to it as you do um it didn't it didn't shoot off it kind of looked at me and just quite calmly walked into the trees and then even just stood just inside the trees for a moment so it was really nice it was a very peaceful moment I stopped running so that I could have a little chat and um and that was that was really nice, but I've never had the deer didn't say to me, "Can you call me a taxi?" Which would have made it extra no. extra special, I suppose. Oh, yeah, very nice. very pretty, really, really really pretty deer, and they're very common around here. We see them quite a lot. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene from Stand by Me. I don't know if you remember it, um, where they uh, they're by the railway, and one of the characters goes off for a little walk and he sees a deer and he doesn't tell anybody else about it um he just sort of records it as a little memory for himself um obviously you just told 90,000 listeners uh, yeah <laughs> or or you know a couple of hundred yeah guess which but yeah it was it's lovely I, I love those little moments so I, I had my woodpecker um, yes. and then on my run on Sunday I got I saw a um what are they called? The blue ones, the kingfishers. <laughs> kingfishers, yeah. You know the blue ones. Um, blue ones. Yeah, and that was lovely as well. But yeah, tell us your surreal moments or interesting moments from your runs, fetchies. Mm. Just give us a minute of your recordings. Um, so on that note, no featured fetchies this week. So do okay. send us your contributions. Boring old us. Yeah. Yeah, who wants to listen to us? Um, so that's it. So what are you up to this coming week? What's your plan this week, Katie? So this yeah. week I'm going to try and do one other run. That's it. I'm not going to try and do three runs every week um, when I'm increasing my swim distance. So I've done my six and a half, which is my longest run. 
and I'm going to do one other. I uh, don't know when, haven't planned that yet. And then I'm going to try and do two to three swims and probably four, four yogas. Um, and I'm also going to try to fit in some specific shoulder strengthening work, which I feel like I, it's time to start doing it now. Yeah, to get those Ross Edgley shoulders. Yeah, definitely Ross Edgley shoulders. <laughs> and what about his biceps? Are you going for, would you like biceps like Ross Edgley or is that a bit much? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not sure they're quite so important. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on the bicep. So let's let's talk about your training. Um, well, so for me this week, um, I just really want to make sure that my calf continues to be all right. It's so frustrating because my Achilles on the left is is still talking to me a little bit as well. But I'm sort of used to that at the moment. Um, but I just want this calf to be okay. So three regulation runs. And that would be a total nutter win this week. Um, and I'm also hoping to book the cricket nets this week if I can, at least the first one. And um, so hopefully I'll have some some cross training to report as well um, next podcast. Lovely. Um, yeah, and that's it. So we will get moving now because we've still been gassing on for a long time. So don't forget to send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com. Just send us a couple of minutes of whatever it is that you're up to. We'd love to hear it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions. And we'll see you next time. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.